Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. We lose over 6 million biscuits every single week and it's all our own fault. It's all down to our carelessness. This is according to a new survey by McVitie's. I'll get into that after Wilson Phillips. Stop what you are doing right now. You with that steaming mug of tea or coffee with a delicious biscuit between your fingers. I see you. Look at it. Look at its crumbly, crisp goodness. You are going to dunk it. I know you're thinking it. Well, in approximately 0.4 seconds, that biscuit could be absolutely lost forever. Yes! If you are about to tuck in to a nice delicious biscuit with your morning tea or coffee allowances right now, be warned, over-dunking is going to mean that that biscuit is lost forever. Like six million other biscuits that are lost each and every week. Like, six million? This is according to McVitie's. Over three quarters of us have seen our once crunchy treat crumble into the hot drink. Now, there are weirdos out there who love this, you know, where they sort of fish out the little bits. No, I cannot cope with this. Just a little, you know, dunking is an art form. A little delicate dunk And it also depends on the biscuit that you have selected, okay? So a digestive biscuit, for those that are kidding themselves with their New Year's resolutions this morning, thinking that a digestive is like a nice biscuit kind of, but it's not too bold. Well, apparently 0.4 seconds. Like, how can you even calculate that, you know? Not just barely dunking this. How do they know it? Well, they've hired a scientist called Dr. Helen Pilcher, who has worked out the optimal dunking time for a digestive is 0.4 seconds. Otherwise, it's going to be lost and it's going to be a disgusting, sludgy mess at the bottom of that cup. Now, I can tell you that a Jaffa cake is the optimal dunking biscuits. It withstood 116 dunks before breaking. What are they putting into those? I do not know. But there you go. It only takes three minutes, uh, 16 seconds to crumble, apparently. So that is the optimal. Dunk away to your heart's content if you're eating a Jaffa cake, okay? A bourbon, if you have a bourbon there, that's also good. Two minutes, 28 uh, seconds. It's like 78 dunks before it's going to be breaking. A shortbread biscuit, you can dunk 40 times that's got one minute and 15 seconds. Uh, Hobnob chocolate, 27 dunks. So 52 seconds is getting lower. Chocolate digestive, again, 27 dunks, but 47 seconds. So it's all kind of, you know, it depends. Look, it's risky business dunking biscuits, I'm going to say. And particularly, you know, there's certain times of the day, like the three o'clock tea break, 
the tea break at 11 says they are precious. You cannot make a balls of it, is what I'm going to say, right? You can't be messing up your fantastic tea break at 11 says with a messy, gloopy mess at the bottom. You have been warned, people. Picture this one night on LMFM's 11 to 1. Picture this, a gloopy, rotten, sodden biscuit at the bottom of your morning tea. I love my biscuits, don't, but they still must be crunchy, says Derek on 86 658 Yeah, like it's just, it's a delicate balance, isn't it, Derek? You know, it's just a little light dunk. Depends on the biscuit as well. You know, I'm kind of not dunking all of them, I'm going to say. I'll dunk like a, like a plain one and a one that has a bit of a good coating of chocolate on it. But there's just some that I'm like, I'm not going to risk it on a dunk, you know. My wife just came in and swiped my biscuit from my hand. Uh, it's not for over dunking, but apparently we're off biscuits for the new year, new me nonsense. Look, at I sorry. I'm sorry if I've switched her attention to what you're eating there. Sorry about that. Alan says, uh, noted Sinead, uh, just one dunk for me. Uh, he's here with two custard creams. Oh, yeah, you can't beat an L. Classic as well with a custard cream. And you sort of, I, you know, bite off one section of it, eat out the cream. Like a child. Yes, like a child. And then the other bit. I might dunk the other bit then. Isn't that a good way to eat a custard cream? Keep your biscuit messages coming in on 86 658 Loving that. Now, a major influencer. Now, he's not just major in the online world via his acclaimed podcast, but he's also acclaimed for his entrepreneur and business prowess. Well, he's coming to Ireland. I'm going to give you all the details of that. And I've got music from Gavin James on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Aspiring entrepreneurs or maybe you're a seasoned business owner or just anybody who is dreaming of taking their venture or project or even your life to the next level, you're going to want to hear from this guy. I'm a big, big fan of his podcast. It's called The Diary of a CEO, Stephen Bartlett. You'll know him from Dragon's Den as well. He's a best-selling author and uh, as well. And he's just, his his own story actually is just fantastic. Like talk about, you know, kind of literally like a rags to riches kind of scenario. But he is going to be coming uh, to uh, around the world really he's doing this international lecture series and it's starting on Sunday the 3rd of March and he's going to be part of the business life and lectures at the convention centre in Dublin and doors are opening at 7pm now the tickets are going to go on sale tomorrow for roughly about 60 under 60 quid at 10am and he's going to really get stuck into kind of the intricacies of entrepreneurship he's going to offer priceless wisdom on how to start build and scale a thriving business and he's going to unravel his own kind of strategies and tactics that have propelled him to entrepreneurial stardom and give you sort of a bit of a roadmap as well for your your own sort of your your own business and success but um if you've heard of him or, you know, even listened to one or two of his podcasts, like he has such inspiring guests on there as well. And he's he's a brilliant host, really, because he asks not only does he ask great questions, but he just he gives people room, I think, to share as well and to share their experience and their story. And he has people from all walks of life on the podcast. But if you've never checked it out, Diary of a CEO, highly recommended. But there you go. He is coming to Dublin Sunday, the 3rd of March, and those tickets go on sale tomorrow. Taylor Swift, Cruel Summer. 
There's a rumour going around the internet about Taylor Swift. Now, it's not like a bad rumour or anything, but there was a link. And the Swifties, they, I don't know what they make good detectives, but they like to put maybe two and two together and get 500. Apparently, fans of Taylor Swift have made a link between a new, fantastically looking film by Matthew Vaughan called Argyle and the actual singer. Okay, so... Essentially what they reckon is that this movie, which will be coming out in February, I'm going to give you a little detail on that in a second. They they feel that the writer of the original book, Argyle, is in fact Taylor Swift. It's not. Uh, so it's a spy thriller. It was published this month under the name Ellie Conway. But fans of Taylor Swift think that it is her. Why do they think this? Well, they have uh, the official merchandise includes um, a red Taylor's version Argyle sweater, apparently. As well as this, the spy uh, owns a Scottish fold and of course Swift has two cats of the same breed as well. And apparently one of these cats, not Taylor Swift's cat, but you know, the breed of cat, ends up in the movie. So, you know, they're kind of going hell for leather with this. That is Taylor Swift, in fact, the author of this spy novel. She's a talented gal. She's a talented writer. She's not the author of this book though. Matthew Vaughan has been talking about this. He, um, completely dismissed the conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift has penned the novel. He says, no, it's absolutely not. She definitely didn't write the book. Uh, He says, I'm not a big internet guy. It was actually my daughter who came to me and he says, this is the power of celebrity in the internet. And uh, she says, you never told me that Taylor wrote the book to this film. And he says, Taylor Swift? No, she didn't write this. And he says um, um, his daughter was completely convinced of it, though, because of the internet. He said, there is a real book. It's a really good book. There is an Ellie Conway who wrote the book, but it's not Taylor Swift. He says he's not jumping on that bandwagon anyway. But if you're interested in the film, this looks really, really brilliant. So it's slated for release in February. It uh, features a star-studded lineup comprised of Henry Cavill, John Cena's in there, Sam Rockwell, who I love, Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, Rob Delaney as well, singer Dua Lipa and Bryce Dallas Howard plays the role of Ellie and uh, it looks really, really good. So it's kind of telling the story of this spy uh, thriller author who gets caught up in a real life conspiracy. I know you're probably thinking, ah, we've seen some of this kind of stuff before. I'm on board. I think I just need to switch my brain off, go to the cinema and just get swept up into sort of any sort of espionage. I'm all for it. Here's a little taster for you of the trailer. It's called Argyle. I certainly hope you dance as well as you dress. There's only one way to find out. You and I, we're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help? Hold on. Sweetie, but what happens next? It's called a cliffhanger, Mother. Ellie, it's called a cop out. Whoa, hey, there's a cat in there. Oh my god, you're Ellie freaking Conway. Author of Argyle series, Ellie Conway. I am such a fan. Oh, yeah, what is it you do? Espionage. Would you sign my book? Here we go. 
Oh, listen, I'm on board for the whole lot of this. It looks absolutely epic. And I'm a big fan of Matthew Vaughan as well. We will probably, no doubt, find out a lot, lot more about this with uh, Real Reviews in and Niall in the coming weeks. Now, getting back to the music, here's Gavin James. Gavin James, Hearts on Fire. Now, how many of you are hanging on to the past hurts, maybe, or frustration, or things that are causing you anxiety? Well, why don't we just all let it go? It is a great event. It's called The Art of Letting Go. It is happening in Drogheda this weekend as part of the first Fortnite Festival. I'm going to be finding out more about this unique event with the curator and writer, Danny Gill. She's going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. How many of us are hanging on to past hurt or frustration or things that cause us anxiety? I know myself, I could do with just letting it all go. Well, First Fortnight in partnership with Druid Art Centre is hosting a unique event to help us do just that. It's called The Art of Letting Go. It's an interactive community event where participants engage in a mindful practice. Uh, So what you do is you write something to release or wish on non-toxic soluble paper and then the notes are placed in the box and later dissolved in the River Boyne. Joining me now to tell us more is curator of the event. I'm delighted to be joined by writer and curator Danny Gill. She's on the line. Danny, you're very welcome. Hi, hello. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. Now, you're based in the west of Ireland, but you are literature curator for Drihid. How did that come about? Yeah, I set up Live Network in 2018. So it's a network of six arts venues in Ireland, all in kind of um, regional counties. And we decided we would collaborate and work together on literary activities. So it's been great. Stroud our partner in it. And we work together on a number of projects throughout the year. So different kinds of events and workshops and, and interactive things and then outreach as well. Fantastic. And and you're a woman with many hats, Danny, curator, producer, writer, educator. Yeah. Was it the writing that first came about for you? And were you writing kind of from a young age or how did that all come about? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was writing poetry when I was eight. Wow. And I won a prize when I was 11. Oh, my god! I did goodness. come second. I didn't come first. But I won a prize. Um, But I loved to read, yeah. And I was always in the library. I was stuck into books from a very young age. So I kind of have been having like a love affair, I guess, with with words for a long time, you know. But obviously it's evolved now into a writing practice and an arts practice. So, you know, I feel very lucky that I can work at something that I really love and that is my passion. Yeah, and I'm really intrigued to to know what sort of preoccupied the mind of of eight-year-old Danny that she was writing poems. Do you remember the sort of things you were writing about at that age? (laughs) I do, I do. I missed missed Galway because I was born in Galway and I live here now. And... um, I was born here and we lived here until the age of six or seven and then we moved to the Midlands because my father was from there. So I had like I had a great childhood in the Midlands and I really enjoyed mm. growing up there. But I suppose I always kind of missed the sea, actually, which yes. is funny because I'm a sea swimmer now. I get in regularly down at Black Rock. And so I wrote, yeah, I wrote a poem about that. And I remember my grandmother at the time printed it out and went into the uh, the newspaper, the Connacht Tribune, and she got it she got it published. So that was actually my first published poem. Amazing um, was a poem, yeah, about Galway at the time. Fantastic, and that continued because you published then your your first collection called After Love in 2017, mm-hmm. and then these uh, poems were then adapted into a stage show, which did yes. really well. But tell us more about what inspired uh, this collection. 
Well, after love, and I suppose lessons and kindness have things in common. Mm. Like after love came out first, and then lessons and kindness was last year. But um, I write. I suppose I write about loss, and I mm. write about how we deal with that or how we process it. And I suppose I've had a lot of different kinds of loss in my life, and it definitely seems to be where a lot of the poetry has come from. And I think there's something very therapeutic in being able to write down, I guess, the innermost thoughts and yeah. the things that you're turning over. You know, so for me, I guess writing has always been therapeutic in that sense. And especially the latest collection, Lessons and Kindness, you know, it, it's about overcoming difficult experiences and it's about learning to be more gentle, learning to be more compassionate, you know, with yourself and with others, but through difficulty, you know, through things that are very challenging. Yeah, and that's really interesting because there's a lot of conversation around exactly what you're talking about and there's a lot of conversation around people, you know, I suppose, ridding themselves of these kind of big feelings by writing them down. Journaling has become a huge thing as well. So this is where this event kind of is so, so important. You've done an awful lot of work around mental health as well through workshops Mm -hmm. and and in your own work but this is really unique what you're bringing to to Druid Arts Centre. Tell us more about this event The Art of Letting Go So it's going to be an interactive community event there are two sessions in the venue and I will be there and uh, singer-songwriter Roisin Ward-Morrow will be there and um, we're going to invite people to write on as you said water-soluble non-toxic paper um, and there'll be a writing exercise I'm going to share some of my work Roisin's going to also perform and we're going to encourage people to kind of consider and think about their own reflections around some of the themes of the work. So I really like creative writing exercises, I suppose, that are simple and engaging and like anyone can do them because I know some people would say, oh, well, I'm not a writer, I don't write things or, you know, but like this will be a kind of a nice intimate exercise for people to just kind of have a moment with themselves. And then, yeah, we plan to um, release the notes into the River Boyne and kind of, you know, wash them away. And I, I guess that's like an image of its own so people coming to the sessions it's really just you know there'll be tea and coffee it'll be quite like warm and um it's about kind of having that conversation and i suppose a moment of of mindfulness you know i love the first fortnight festival oh, it's great. for that the yeah. timing and everything you know it's mm. brilliant like and and we all kind of benefit i think from coming together in a nice way you know so oh, the yeah. sessions are going to be about that yeah, I love the whole idea around this. And just to kind of reiterate this, just in case people think we're, we're littering the River Boyne, it's non-toxic, <laughs> completely soluble paper. It's completely sustainable and it's not going to harm the yeah. River Boyne in any way. No. Now, there's there's so much going on here because, you know, so much, many of us want so badly to let go, but we also kind of need to cling at times to whatever is causing mm. us pain or we find ourselves cl- clinging to, to that pain and grief or suffering because we think it's safer somehow or, or something. But it's, mm. there, there's a awful lot of complexity to this even though it is quite a simple you know idea and principle of what the event is yeah and you know I think the whole process of of letting go I think it's it's a constant you know Mm. I I think that we always have things to kind of shed and I suppose for me like water has always been a very powerful metaphor and, and a big element in my life because I think that idea of giving way, you know, the the tide comes in and it pulls away, you know, the tide can be strong and it can be, you know, clear and still like a mirror, you know. And I think that like that is echoing our state, you know, our internal emotional state. And so I suppose the link of kind of putting the things in the water 
is is deliberate because you know we would have had I guess in in Irish history you know going back a long time we would have had sort of votive offerings in in mm-hmm. liminal spaces that were water so there's a lot of that kind of history there but I think that it's it's a recurrent thing you know I suppose life when people say oh, ride the wave yes, you know that's the phrase course. isn't it like yeah. ride the wave and I think that is what life is like you know we're all kind of riding our own waves and at different times there's different things going on but I think that it, you know having a kind of a reflective space, I guess for anyone who's a writer and artist, that is really kind of what making art is. You know, you have your own reflective space and you're kind of turning over something within it. So I suppose it's really nice to be able to have these kinds of events where you get to share a little bit of that practice with a community of people who, you know, maybe don't do that in that specific way. People have other outlets and things, but it can be a really lovely way to kind of come to terms with something. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's even just about looking at that thing and understanding your relationship to it you know yes yes you're exactly right and I think you know the art of the arts I've said this so many times in this show the arts are such the perfect vehicle to help us overcome challenges big feelings help us you know distract from things maybe that are going on so it, this is encompassing all of that as well which is which is so important and how important do you think as well the arts are for promoting more awareness and generating conversations around mental health like this event will mm-hmm. massive Massive. I mean, I think space is so important and we have very little space, you know, and, and a lot of people are under pressure in different ways. We're very scheduled, you know, and everything is in diaries and mm-hmm. you have to be here at this time and there at that time. And, you know, we're, we're very regimented. And I think that a lot of unhappiness can stem from that, you know, in the sense that we don't even really get a chance often to respond to the seasons, you know, yeah. or time Time has a value that's been linked to calendars, work, you know, obligations. And I think in that sense, art is kind of amazing because it allows us to have a space and a break away, like a little bubble, like yeah. a kind of, you know, even if it's a half an hour, an hour, you know, it's like a little bubble that kind of exists. And I suppose artists through time have been, you know, renegades of some description like going against probably the tide of what is deemed you know normal and vertical is normal you know what you do with your life what you do with your time and I suppose the value that an arts person puts on their practice is you know how they see their time in this world being meaningful and I Mm. suppose there are big questions there you know I'm I'm not known for my small talk and my my friends would say that about (laughs) me Um, I'm very much like who are you and tell me your story and you know but I I really believe in I guess connection I feel lucky in ways that we live in Ireland where we can be quite friendly to people we don't necessarily know and, and people will often strike up conversations and I love that I think that's actually really something special in our culture and I think that we should be more aware of strangers mm. and like kind of taking that kind of time it's easy to care about the people who are around you and in your immediate circle but it's harder to care about people who are not and really the loneliness epidemic that yeah. we feel and the mental health crisis that has run alongside that you know a lot of it I think is kind of a lack of connection Oh you're so, so right even... and I think I'm exactly like you I will talk to people at bus stops I, will, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I am a talker and I am curious about people and you learn so much from just these kind of snippets of conversations at a bus stop or you know whatever it might be you know and I think you're totally right you know to an extent we have it but we you know should embrace it 
so much more. And this is a fantastic way as well to kind of, you know, bring that back in for people to kind of come together and have and have this experience for the event. I think it's fantastic, Danny. I think it's a great, great idea. I think it's such a simple concept, but there's it's so powerful and it's going to be really therapeutic for a lot of people. Thank you so, so much for taking the time out to have a chat with me this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a million. The Art of Letting Go. It's an event happening Saturday, Drehid Arts Centre. Very, very different, but I think it's going to be something very therapeutic for people. You can check it all out. All the details, drehid.com. The 11 to 1 show. Now it's time to go back in time and we're sticking with the art theme because today is a day to celebrate art. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 On this day in 1978, after a very tumultuous final tour, the Sex Pistols break up as a band and today is Art Day. It was first proposed in 1963 by French artist Robert Velou. This day is meant to commemorate the birth of art. So he suggested that approximately one million years ago, there was no art. But then on a random January 17th, someone dropped a dry sponge into a bucket of water and art began its life, he reckons. But anyway, it's art's birthday today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Dusty Springfield, son of a preacher man. News at 12 is approaching, but still to come. A week-long festival celebrating St. Bridget begins next week. I'll be finding out more. And I've got music from Queen, Ellie Golding and much more on the way. 11 to 1 show for a new suicide prevention initiative was unveiled in Meath recently more details on that after Ellie Golding on air online on your smart speaker this is LMFM Ellie Golding love me like you do Sinead Brazel here with you now, just to let you know that uh, this is a new um, suicide prevention initiative that was unveiled around Navin. So what it is, is uh, it was something that kind of came about at the height of the pandemic and um, it was the brainchild of Kira McIntyre O'Shaughnessy. And she, during the pandemic, when we couldn't travel any further than sort of five kilometres from her home, she was walking along the Boyne and she realised how isolated it was. And, you know, obviously we've all heard of tragic accidents in those particular areas over the years. So it occurred to her that if there were signs there with phone numbers uh, that people can contact, that it might just stop somebody and save a life. So now the phone numbers of the Samaritans and Pieta House will be erected on signs in Navin as part of all of this and uh, she's had the help of Meath County Council so three signs were erected and they're hoping now that maybe local businesses uh, would make donations to provide more so she is contacting as well GEA and sports clubs and also community centres as well she's hoping to hold positive mental health events and talk about you know the importance of work-life balance and physical well-being and mental health so it's going much further than just the signs but I do think it is a fantastic idea so when you're walking along uh, the area there and actually I went to Slane last weekend to take uh, that lovely walkway along Slane there. Absolutely gorgeous and it was, you know, so cold and crisp and lovely but, you know, it is obviously along the river um, and I can see 
where she's coming from with the, the likes of this. So now uh, she will have them in Navin anyway, uh, these signs with the Samaritans numbers and Piheta House numbers on them. What a great, great idea and fair play to her. And we'll keep you updated as more signs um, are, are erected in different areas. Now, let's get back to the present here. And yes, we're going to celebrity news now in The Buzz. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. A collaboration between Pharrell and Miley Cyrus was previewed at last night's Louis Vuitton show. Here it is. I could be a doctor and I could be a nurse. I think I see the problem. It's only gonna get worse. I need my medication. Just show me where it hurts. I need to rock you, baby, before your body burns. Let me work it out. Let me work it out. Sex education star Amy Lou Wood has been cast in season three of The White Lotus. Filming starts this year in Thailand and she joins the likes of Walton Goggins and Carrie Coon. The lineup has been revealed for this year's Coachella Music and Arts Festival. The headliners set to hit the stage for two weekends in April are Lana Del Rey on Friday, Tyler the Creator on Saturday and Doja Cat on Sunday, as well as a No Doubt reunion. Another Io Edberry clip is doing the rounds today. This was after the Emmys, where she gave Ireland another shout-out. Now you have the whole country of Ireland that has fallen completely and madly in love with you. Shout-out to my people. Shout-out to Derry. Shout-out to Cork. Shout-out to Killarney. Shout-out to Dublin. You know, the city of Dublin, I think, tweeted at you, gave you a shout-out. And I appreciate that. I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I appreciate it. You're not on Twitter anymore? No, 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 no. So then you haven't seen all of the love that you're I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm aware generally of my connection to Ireland. I'm aware. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, I'm on board with this. I did hear there in one of the Buzz uh, news segments there that these guys are going to be reunion, having a reunion for Coachella. I'm on board. Here they are, no doubt. Oh, such a song. No Day Don't Speak. Absolutely brilliant. And I'm delighted that there's reunion rumours for No Date. Absolutely class. Now, uh, next week, celebrations will be starting around the country, but indeed in County Loud. And it's all to celebrate the remarkable life of St. Bridget. We're going to be finding out more about what's happening for the Bridget 1500 celebrations. We're going to find out more next. The 11 to 1 show. Next week, celebrations commemorating the remarkable life of St. Bridget of Fahers will begin as the Bridget 1500 lay. The birthplace of Bridget Festival begins and it's starting all on January 26th. So everything from a beautiful art exhibition to a multi-sensory light performance is included in this programme with something for everybody to enjoy. Joining me now to tell us more is Moya Hodgers. She's Laid County Council Arts Officer. Moya, you're very welcome to 11 to 1. How are you keeping? Good morning, Sinead. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm great to have you on the programme. Now, it's fantastic to see St. Bridget being celebrated in this way. It's so important to celebrate her and here in her birthplace of County Louth. Absolutely. I mean, it it was something that we were very keen to do because, of course, Kildare tend to steal her a lot um, um, in the, over the years, <laughs> but um, we thought this was the perfect opportunity to really bring Loud back to the forefront as the, as her birthplace um, here in Fahert. And um, we spent the last year sort of putting into plan uh, various projects that have been running for the last year, and some have been been prepared to um, be launched now and. Uh, 
set, set loose on the public, I suppose, um, over the 10 days of the festival. So um, we're very excited about it. The Bridge at 1500 is a national um, commemoration mm-hmm. because uh, the scholars say that Bridget passed away in 524, so this is the 1500th anniversary of her passing. So that's uh, and of course, last year was the first national um, bank holiday that she had. So it's been a year long, years long, um, very long year of work, but uh, it's all coming to fruition now. So we're all very excited here in the council and working with our um, some of our, the other festivals that norm that always run. Um, we're working in partnership with them as well, just to, to try and really um, get out there that message of Bridget and her birthplace here in Fahard and how important she is to us in Loud. Yes, absolutely, and you're totally right. You know, it's about time we had a nice bank holiday and more celebrations around yeah. this fantastic lady. Absolutely. Uh, now, tell us about what's in store because everything kicks off on the 26th, which is next Friday. Yes, yeah, so our festival um, for, that the council are running will be kicking off at, at, on the 26th, Friday the 26th at 6 o'clock. Um, we are opening with the, the festival with the launch of the art exhibition. And the art exhibition will be containing a number of pieces that have been produced over the last 12 months by a lot of groups in the community and schools. Um, about a year ago when the Bridges Day last year happened, just shortly after that, we um, announced a tender for an artist in the community project. Uh, the tender was won by Creative Spark and Gronya Murphy, who is the print studio manager there, has been mm-hmm. leading on the project with four other artists. So they've been working with a range of community groups um, all across the county, north and south, uh, to create a fabulous range of art pieces. It's all uh, mixed media. Um, there's a huge, there's from sculptures to ceramic pieces to a short film. So all of that is going to be on display um, throughout the festival. We have decided uh, we wanted a central location to have as the base for our festival. So we have been very lucky. The What was formerly the Houston's building in Dundalk um, oh, yeah. has recently been acquired. Uh, we're very grateful to Dundalk Credit Union who recently um, acquired it. They are giving us the lend of it and the free reign for it. Um, so we're taking it over for the festival. It's going to be a fantastic community exhibition space for the all the pieces that have been created. Um, and we're going to be there every day during the festival from 10 to 5 to let people know what's happening across the town and across the county on um, any events that are being run either by community groups or by ourselves or some of our associated partners, um, such as the Bridge to Fawhart Festival Committee themselves. So it's, it's, a real, um, it's a real collaborative and community effort um, that we're bringing everything, all the information together. So um, Yeah, I love that aspect of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I believe as well, you even have St. Bridget's Cloak, which has re- been recreated yeah. as well. Yes, our cloak, uh, the fabulous cloak. Um, another project that we kicked off last year was we um, approached the St. Bridget School here in Dundalk and the artist Shauna Swords was working with them to create a fantastic cloak, which we um, brought, a, I suppose it was finished and we launched it in May of last year in our mm-hmm. libraries. And it did a lovely nine-week tour of the three main libraries in the county and we ran lots of workshops. But the cloak is made up of hundreds of individual copper foil circles that have all been hand-stenciled wow. by the students in St. Bridget's School. And the artist has spent so much time and effort and, you know, love putting into yes. stitching all of these copper foils together. It's a really beautiful piece to see, magnificent. So it's coming back out of storage. It's going to be on display in this Houston building in pride of place in the window. So people get a good chance to have another look at it again. Um, and also Sean is working with the school again at the moment. And she's also working with members of the Ukrainian community mm-hmm. um, on creating some lovely Bridge Oak dolls and, and other pieces. So some of those will be on display as well. So it's a real, 
you know, it's it's a real chance for people who, because we often, I, I still meet people who go ask me about the cloak saying, oh, yeah. I missed it when it was in the yeah. dock or draw in the library. So they have a great chance to see it again. It'll be out again for another 10 days. And um, it, we're really looking forward to seeing students in again. Having, they were so excited when they saw it last year. Oh, I'd say um, so. And so library, proud. So. Yeah, and so yeah, proud of so all the proud. work and, and everything. They're all pointing out which ones were theirs and <laughs> what course. they did. So it was yeah. really good. I'm um, loving and that. We're looking forward to that again. And you've also, I'm really intrigued by this now, there's a multi-sensory light performance that's going to be happening in the centre of town as well, in Dundalk. Yeah, so, which is great because we have our central location in Houston's and right across the road is Market Square in Dundalk and Martin McGilligan and the Bids Office have put in a phenomenal amount of work in pulling this project together Um, and it's a huge light display. It's been constructed at the moment mm-hmm. over the last few days. Everyone's talking about what is going on at the square. There's so much happening. Um, but it's going to be magnificent. It's these fabulous um, lights uh, and there's an audio-visual aspect to it that will yeah. also be happening during the festival. So it's what it does. It, I suppose his reason, as he said, it was looking at Bridge and Forward as a beacon of light connecting the past to the present. So it encapsulates her spirit, um, the historical, cultural and the spiritual story that surrounds her. So it's going to be really good. That's launching on the 31st on the eve of St. Bridges. Um, is, I think it's around half six in the evening um, when it gets nice and dark and we'll be able to really um, immerse ourselves in it. And it will be on for the whole, the, the lights themselves will be on for the whole month of February. Oh, the audio visual piece will be on all the way through the festival and then the lights themselves will be on for the whole month of February, which is fantastic. And they're there then for the future um, for, for years to celebrate as well. So Oh yeah, I love great. that, that you can bring it, as you say, return yeah. to it each each year. And you know, you Absolutely. have so much here, like you have everything from, you know, workshops that people can get involved yeah. in as well. There's an exhibition yeah. at the museum as well. Yeah, there's a yeah. Our county museum are doing a fantastic exhibition which explores the connections of Bridget to both her pagan and Christian traditions. Um, we have loads of workshops happening in the three libraries in Dundalk, RD and Drogheda. Uh, they started actually, I think it was this week, and they're running. There's one or two running every week, um, right through to the middle of February. So everything from paper quilling to uh, watercolour painting. Um, so there's a, you know something for everyone and all of those can be booked directly with the libraries themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a series on the 27th. We've got um, Dr Mary Condren from yes. Spirit Ireland down to do a, a panel discussion on uh, Bridget's ancient roots in Fahert. And uh, we've also got Nori Mureen appearing at that, which is fantastic. So, and a range of other speakers there. That's in the Oriel Centre. Candlelit Tales are coming down to the oh, Oriel Centre on the 3rd we of love February them. as well. Yeah, they're um, great. And the other big piece of work, which I myself have been producing and working on for the last 12 months, is our Bridget Lady of Light uh, Theatre performance, oh, which is going to be yeah. in on Thorn Art Centre on the 1st and 2nd of February. We have a preview show on the 31st for invited guests. Um, so this, I, one of the ideas that we had about it f- 15 months ago was we might do a concert <laughs> and I met with Dahi Carney and Adele Cummins and DKIT to, to sort of pull out ideas around about this time last year and what has developed into what was supposed to be a concert has now developed into this fantastic 90-minute uh, theatre experience. So it's a retelling of, uh, of St. Bridget's story from her birth here in Fahert right up to throughout her legacy and, and all her work in Kildare in the monastery. Um, it was written by Anna Simpson and the musical compositions have all been done by Dahi and Adele themselves. We have, re- the last about six months ago, I got Paul Hayes on as creative director um, and we have got a professional dancer. So basically it's a lyrical retelling. Um, it's narrated by Gronya Rafferty from Drogheda, the oh, storyteller that you, yeah. you guys have there. 
Um, we have a beautiful dancer Hannah Bergen who is playing Bridget um, and she is working with five contemporary dancers from the Coastal Ballet School there in Drogheda as well as we also have some Irish dancers from the McGee School of Irish Dance and School Rinkinimona here in Dundalk um, and we've got a house band of about eight which is a mix of illum pipes wooden flute uh, electric guitar piano there's everything it's a real contemporary and traditional mix of music and storytelling I'm really excited about it. It's been so much work over the last year for all the creative team that have been involved in it and, you know, a huge team effort. We've got Satanta Choir appearing as part of it as well. So it, there's a real community feel to it. Yeah. Um, I don't well think having, you haven't excluded any artist in the area. Where no, yeah. And that's, that was the beautiful thing about it. And the one thing that we, I really wanted to make sure that we kind of try, yeah. tried to keep the focus on loud. So I'd say pr- probably pretty much 90% of cast and crew are either from Louth or are based and living here in Louth yes. now which is fantastic um, just to have that local um, influence and because it, you know they're passionate about their their own local history yeah, of course. and this is what we wanted to try and achieve with the council with the festival um, is to bring you know to put the spotlight on Louth on what we have to offer the cultural the cultural offerings that we have and how um, proud we are of our links to um, our cultural heritage here which of course includes Bridget and includes all her, her ancient roots here in Fothers. So it's been really important for us to try and emanate that, whether it's through the, the Lady of Light production or whether it's through the artists and the community project and working with the various community groups there. All the, th- the events that we've tried to, to curate have all had that community feel to us and community engagement with it, which is, which is what we really wanted to strive for. Yeah, and um, I think so you've completely... really important. Yeah, you've, you've successfully done that. You really have. There's so much going on for everybody to enjoy, running from the 26th of January right up to yeah. the 5th of February. And people can find details visit loud.ie Moya yeah. that's the best place yeah the visit loud.ie is the webpage that the council have for the tourism for mm-hmm. loud so it's on that page visit loud.ie and there's a Bridget 1500 events page so when you go into that it lists all the main events that are happening just to say where the exhibition is in yep. Houston we have that open for the full 10 days of the festival so from we open um, on the 6th the 26th at 6pm then from the 27th right up to the 5th including all the weekend days that um, exhibition space will be open from 10 to 5 so anyone can come in have a look at the exhibition have a check chat with us see what's going on um, find out what events are coming up or what, what time any of the light shows are all that we'll have all the information there even for all the other community events that are happening whether it's the Bridge to Farhart Festival or the Farhart Community uh, Group out there they do a wonderful uh, a lovely pilgrim uh, a well, lovely session uh, yes. walk yes. Um, on, they're doing that on Sunday the 4th so we'll have all the information for anything that's happening where you know we we launched a community grant back in November and anyone who got funding for that they're all sending us in their details so we mm-hmm. have we'll have all the information and promoting everybody and all the work that they're doing um, which is great uh, yeah. so there's something for everyone and we're there to give them all the information every day during the festival Fantastic Moya thank you so much for joining us today looking forward to this Yeah no problem thanks so much Sinead and hopefully we'll get hopefully we'll see you at the launch Oh absolutely absolutely Moya Hodgers there Loud Arts Officer it's a fantastic celebration happening so much there in the programme running from the 26th of January right up until the 5th of February you can find out more details visit loud.ie The 11 to 1 show There's Queen Radio Gaga on LMFM's 11 to 1. Got music from Jerry Fish on the way for you. But first, it's time for this. 
LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Loudmeath Education Training Board is inviting applications from suitably qualified persons for the following position. It's a Grade 5 Senior Staff Officer in Abbey Road, Navin. For more details and applications, you can check out careers.lmetb.ie. The closing date for this one is the 22nd of January and the details can be found on the local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search Jerry Fish on LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh my goodness me, I'm just looking at this. What a lucky, lucky gal from Carrick Macross. Monica Russell, she scooped up €12,100 in our LMFM radio bingo. Oh my God, that is just a huge jackpot. Now the jackpot is reloaded. I'm going to be telling you the amount of that and how you could win. That's all coming up. Plus I've got music from you too on the way. The 11 to 1 show. €12,100. That is a lot of money. That was our jackpot. And uh, Monica Russell from Carrick Macross, she scooped the lot. She bought her book in John O'Brien Spar in RD. This is our LMFM radio jackpot. And we um, have also got Mary Halpin from Fordstown Navin and Martha Carey from Drum Conrath in Navin. They've each won €400 Euro as well. Now, next Tuesday's jackpot for the Radio Bingo is €5,000. So, nice one. You can buy your book today from outlets throughout the Northeast. And remember, when you're playing LMFM Radio Bingo, you are now supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. So, next Tuesday, €3,000 is up for grabs with LMFM Radio Bingo. Got a message in from regular listener Mina in Kells. She says, will you play a nice song? A song of my choice, celebrating the fact that Mina is today seven years cancer free. Well, that has to be the sweetest thing, Mina. You too, the sweetest thing, especially for Mina, celebrating seven years being cancer free today. Uh, That is a nice thing to be celebrating and it's great that you've you know, you mark that day every year. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Now, Gronya Shioga, Kaylee Trapp, who I love on TikTok and Instagram, she's brilliant, and Andrew DePair, they have been named as this year's ambassadors for Shocked and the Gaelga. And it's going to be kicking off it's something like, oh, it's less than a, a couple of weeks away, really, at this stage. It's all kind of around, you know, the gears up in time for St. Patrick's Day. So they're going to be the official ambassadors of Shocked and the Gaelga. And uh, they're going be, I suppose, popping up all over the place. They're going to be hosting panel discussions. They're going to be promoting it online as well. TikTok, all of that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of events as well uh, that's going to be happening over the course of the festival. So snag.ie, so shockedinagelga.ie, snag.ie is where you're going to find all of the information. And in the next couple of weeks here on LMFM on 11 to 1, you're going to hear more attempts from me to, you know, use my cupola fuckle. And I promise you, it's only a couple of fuckle that I have. But we're going to be starting a new series focusing in on the Irish language. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this because, you know, I don't use the Irish language at all. And I think some of us are a little bit fearful or, you know, we kind of, it conjures up memories, doesn't it? Of school days and the Mokanilok 
kind of being bet into us or whatever. But it's not going to be like that. It's going to be very conversational and interesting. And we will speak Kupla Fuckel Burla as well, okay, throughout this. But I do watch this space for that. Now, that is my lot on the show for today. But tomorrow... I will be out and about once again in Diffie, Drada Institute of Further Education. They are having their open day. I'm going to be finding out more about college life that's coming up on tomorrow's show. So I will chat to you then. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app.